Hello, everyone. So good morning, good afternoon, good day, wherever you are. Uh, my name is Shadin Nourajin, and I'm going to be the host of Wellness Talks, which is a psych sign affiliated podcast. Um, I'm just very excited to start the initiation of this podcast, and I'm very also excited to welcome our guest for our first episode. So the overall purpose of this podcast is just to provide us students um, with a safe space where we're able to have a conversation about wellness topics or topics that relate to our wellness and our careers in psychiatry. Um, and then we're going to try to feature students, residents, young career or early career psychiatrists as well as, well as um, psych general psychiatrists on this podcast, just to have a conversation about wellness in general and about their careers. So if you're interested in being featured on this podcast, or if you'd like to nominate someone to be on the podcast, please feel free to, e uh, to send us an email. I'll mention an email at the end. And overall, I'm just very excited to get this project started. And I'm just very thankful for the rest of the psych sign leadership for approving and for, um, in a sense, sponsoring this project. So today I'm very excited to welcome our guest, our first guest, Sarin Pakdikyan, she is a fourth-year medical student at the Western University of Health Sciences, uh, College of Osteopathic Medicine of the Pacific. She was born and raised in Los Angeles and attended the University of California, Irvine, where she received her BA in psychology and social behavior. Her interest in behavioral pathology grew while working in a neurodevelopmental research lab, prompting a switch in careers to pursue medicine. She completed pre-health professions post-bac program at San Francisco State University, while also working in the Department of Psychiatry at UCSF, studying comorbidities of infectious diseases in association with addiction. As part of the biomedical and research track at COMP, she continues to explore the implications of mental health and women's mental health addiction, and nature-based therapy. She is trained as a sexual assault response team member and served the Los Angeles and San Bernardino uh, County on Rape Crisis Hotline for Project Sister Family Services, providing resources for callers as well as accompaniments for forensics exams in various hospitals. Her past leadership roles include the following list, which is definitely not short. She is the president of the Club of Psychiatry Enthusiasts. She was region six chair and president-elect for PsychSign and vice president of the American Student Association. I'm sorry, the Armenian Student Association. In her free time, Sarad enjoys exploring contemporary modern art, live music, writing Yelp reviews, and spending quality time with friends and family. So without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce Sarin, who's the psych sign uh, current president. Hi, um, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I'm super excited to be uh, the first guest on this wonderful podcast that you have brought into um, life here for psych sign. So thank you all for being here and listening and let's, I'm excited to see where we take this. And thank you so much again for um, showing your support for this project. So, sorry, can you just, I know you we quickly mentioned through your introduction, your interest in psychiatry and how it started, but would you be able to elaborate on what specifically in, interested you uh, in applying into psychiatry as a fourth year medical student? 
Yeah, of course. Um, so I would say my interest in psychiatry started uh, back in college when I was in my last year. I was working um, on a research project at a center for autism and neurodevelopmental disorders. And um, at that time, my initial goal was to pursue clinical psychology and work towards earning a PhD. Um, it was a very memorable moment and I think a day that I'll never forget in my life when my mentor, she, she pulled me aside and she said to me, you know, you're asking me all the wrong questions. Um, and, you know, and when you're kind of when you're growing up and, you know, you're in college, people tell you, like, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So I kind of got caught off guard. And she, she told, and I asked her for clarification, like, what do you mean by this? And she said, you know, I think you're very much more interested in pathophysiology and understanding the pathways associated with the disorders we were focusing on. Um, and she just asked, she's like, have you ever thought about going to medical school? And to be honest, I had never considered it. Um, I didn't think I could, I could handle it, but lo and behold, here I am as a fourth year. I do not regret my decision. And I'm very lucky to say that I'm still very much um, pro-psychiatry. So that is a little bit of my story. Wow. Um, you know, just hearing this, I think it's it's truly you know remarkable that you were able to change this experience from something that could have been very daunting for anyone and, you know, treat it as a learning opportunity and, you know, change change your career based on that. So that's super awesome to hear. And, you know, speaking of your career in psychiatry, where do you envision your career to be within the next 10 years? And um, how do you feel like your personal goals are going to be able to fit within that? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, something I guess I've been thinking a lot more of recently. Uh, in the perfect world, I think I would see myself both um, in an inpatient and outpatient setting. Ideally, um, I love I love being in the acute um centers where you get to stabilize your patient um, in the hospital. But then I think I, I really value the continuity of care. So I would love to be able to balance both, you know, inpatient and outpatient services. Um, I think leadership, uh, thanks to psych sign, is something that has kind of developed in my personality. I've been able to see my strengths as well as my weaknesses through, the, through these various roles. And so I just want to be able to grow with psychiatry in the future, whether that means, um, you know, getting involved with the APA one day and still continuing to inspire future psychiatrists into the into the field. Um, and speaking of leadership, um, what do you feel like interested you in psych sign? Um, I guess three years ago when you applied to be Region 6 chair and what made you stay within that position? Yeah, I think um, so in particular to psych sign when I started medical school, I was I was looking for an organization that was geared towards medical students to kind of help them understand exactly what it means to be a psychiatrist. And I just wanted to get as much experience as I could um, meeting different people, you know, making those connections with mentors and other students across the United States like you. I feel like we've been we've become such great friends and colleagues like the last two years working together. Um, so it's fun because these people will essentially maybe one day be your co-residents. And I think I really valued that in psych sign is that sense of community, even though we're kind of all over the world. And um, just with leadership, I think just growing up in different times, you see things that you hope you can make an impact in and change. And I feel like the best way 
to actually carry out those changes is to be a part of a team that kind of shares those same values and morals as you do. And just meeting the psych sign team the first time, um, it kind of felt like, okay, I can see myself growing here, making positive changes, uh, addressing, you know, the negative implications surrounding the field. And yeah, I hope, I hope to be able to do that further in my career as well. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to echo, you know, your sentiment about, um, you know, how, how much like sign has been able to bring us closer together, us students who are literally across the United States. And, you know, I'm very thankful for having a community um, and meeting people who are like-minded for sure. And uh, yeah, just the, the fact that we met essentially future co-residents is, is a wonderful privilege. So, you know, speaking of psych sign and your role in leadership, I can't imagine that it's all been rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> I can imagine that there's been a lot of, um, you know, challenges that had come up across the, uh, along the way. How do you think you've been handled your role as president and, you know, the stressors that come with it? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, alongside this role, you, you, wear the hat of, you know, being a medical student, as well as, you know, being on audition rotations and sub-internships and whatever research projects. So sometimes it feels like a lot. I'm not going to lie. Um, sometimes I, I think like, how, how am I doing this? How will I even be successful? But um, I think what really helps me is to remember why I'm doing this. Um, and kind of just stay grounded in terms of realizing like, there's a whole community out there who has their eyes like opening up to psychiatry. So how do we, how do we bring it into light in the best way possible? Um, in terms of challenges, I think just with any other experience, you, you learn to work with teams in a, in a specific way with specific team members and other team leaders. Uh, so it, it calls for you to be adaptive. You know, you need to, you need to be able to compromise sometimes, even though if, even though if you believe that perhaps the, the idea that you propose might be a more efficient option, I think it's important to, you know, go through trial and errors and um, embrace everybody's ideas. So you learn a lot about collaborating, about delegating tasks when you feel like it's getting a little bit overwhelming for yourself. Um, and I think, I think what the most important thing is just uh, being a sense of support also for your team. So um, just checking in with each other and stuff, uh, that's kind of been something I try to remind myself to do because we're all, you know, doing this for free. It's a completely student run organization. We all have other outside responsibilities, whether it be family or work and et cetera. So kind of just trying to stay grounded while doing all of that. <laughs> I hope that answers the question. No, it absolutely does. And, you know, I love, I love the fact that you've been able to, you know, elaborate on being able to delegate tasks because I feel like a lot of times us you know being human beings we don't know our own limit limitations and sometimes the process of you know learning how to ask for help in and on itself is a task or it feels like a task and um, you know I know you had mentioned support and you know that's something that's very important in our community in our medical school community too so how do you feel like we could you know, us as medical students be doing better to support our peers? And what are some things that we could be implementing in our everyday life to be better advocate for one another? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I almost feel like it's like a million dollar question, right? Because a lot of the times we have all these wonderful ideas, like, let's start this group, let's start this like fireside chat and check in with each other. 
But sometimes instead of just like saying it, I think we, we need to act on it more often than not, you know? Um, and I think the best way to support each other is to, is to be present. You know, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, the things that we encounter in our training, you know, with our patients, we're going to experience different types of transference. And I feel like we need to actually be there for each other instead of, you know, saying we will, we'll do this. Um, but actually, like, you know, like I say, they say actions speak louder than words. And it's so cliche, but it's so true. Um, so I think just being available for each other, whether it's like, you know, just five minutes of your day, sending somebody a hello text. How are you? I know you had a rough week. Um, what can I do to help you? Sometimes it's even just like baking cookies for your team or, you know, picking up that extra patient when you realize like, oh, wait, my co-resident is like still finishing up their notes or, you know, my, I'm still a medical student. So sometimes I, I like to check in with the other medical students on my team and see how they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just actively being there. That's how we could support each other. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great point. Sometimes just being there and offering that support is, it can mean a lot to people and definitely means a lot to me um, when, when it's done to me. So we obviously all try to do it for each other as much as we can. And, you know, I know you had mentioned, you know, baking cookies or, you know, like also picking up an extra patient for uh, another person. A lot of people might define that as an act of wellness, but how, how would you define wellness and what, what does well, the word wellness mean to you, especially in today's climate where a lot of people just see it as a buzzword? Yeah. I mean, wellness can mean so many different things. Um, Sometimes for me, it's like coming home from a shift and, and literally just laying in bed and staring at my ceiling like that. It, that is like a perfect day of like implementing wellness. And then, yeah, absolutely. Other, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, no, absolutely. Hard and you're like, man, like, I just don't want to think I don't want to talk to anyone. But mm-hmm. um, I really like to cook. I love to bake. I think I've been baking since I was like a little kid. I just, it's something very therapeutic for me. And, um, especially nowadays, you know, with uh, my, I'm very close to my grandmother. And so with her getting old, I try to spend time and like cook with her, pick up some of our family recipes. Um, and that's another way that I feel like I'm taking time to take care of myself. Um, and you know, working out, I know, I know people say it like, Oh, work out, be healthy. But yeah, I, I think it's, we should do, we should at least spend at least two days of our week doing something active, you know, be outdoors, get the fresh air, feel present with nature. It, it, it really is like the most liberating form of therapy and it's free. And I think most of us hopefully can be able to walk outside and, you know, get some fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. Walks are extremely therapeutic. And, you know, for those of us in colder weather, it's <laughs> we're almost at the end of that. But, you know, soon enough, you know, it'll be hiking season again, which is super exciting. Nice. Um, and uh, I guess my question was, you know, you mentioned cooking. What are some of your favorite recipes that you've picked up from your grandma and she's been able to teach you? Yeah. So the thing with my grandmother is like, she doesn't have her recipes written down. So she kind of does it with her, (laughs) she she measures with her eye. Yeah. I think culturally Mm -hmm. you can relate to this as well. So, um, sometimes when I ask your grandma, like how many cups of sugar (laughs) or salt did you just put in there or flour? And she's like, you know, you just have to estimate it based on how many people you're feeding. And so, you know, I try, but there's always room for improvement, which I appreciate. But, um, 
she makes the soup. It's like a yogurt soup. And uh, in our culture, we call it kifta. And like kifta is kind of like a ground meat um, that's turned into a little meatball. It's essentially like Armenian meatballs. I want to say that. So it's so good. And there's like a little bit of, there's a little piece of butter. So when you break the meatball, like this butter, like goes into your yogurt soup and it's, it's just so good. It's so good. You know, I can definitely relate to my grandma telling me you just have to approximate, <laughs> which is always a challenge, but it's an art form in itself. And yeah, um, the kifta sounds extremely delicious. So I can't wait to, you know, see more about it and hear more about it from you. Definitely. So we're actually almost reaching the end of our segment. I was just wondering if you had any parting messages for the listener. Yeah, you know, um, whether you are a first or second year med student listening to this or somewhere later in your medical school training, or maybe you're a pre-med, um, find something that you love doing and just follow it. You know, don't, don't, don't give up on yourself when the road gets a little rocky. Um, I think the beauty of life is that it's, it's so unexpected and, and we can have a plan and things might not go as planned, but it's all definitely worth it. Um, don't forget to take care of yourself. And by taking care of yourself, you'll be able to take care of the people that you surround yourself with. So thank you for listening. And you know, Psych Sign is here for any of your psychiatry interests. Yep. Thank you so much for those, um, you know, beautiful words, uh, parting words. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So if you want any more information about Psych Sign in general, about what we're up to, you can visit our website. It's uh, psychsign.org. That's P-S-Y-C-H-S-I-G-N.org. And also for those of you who are interested in either being uh, featured on the podcast or would like to nominate someone to be featured on the podcast, please feel free to email psychsignwellness at gmail.com. That's psychsignwellness at gmail.com. Yeah, so I just wanted to thank you all for listening to our first episode. Please feel free to email us with any feedback and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day and evening. Thank you so much, Sarin, for um, you know, b- being featured on the podcast and for being our first guest. We truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your creative mind and bringing all of this to life. All right, guys. So hopefully we'll catch you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.